What's up, my greats? Hope everybody's good. Hope everybody's surrounded by love and laughter today. Welcome to another episode of the Manny D. Rosa podcast. I am, obviously, Manny D. Rosa. And I wanted to talk about something that me and somebody else were talking about recently. And I thought I could pass on part of that conversation to y'all. And hopefully it might benefit somebody out there. Uh, We were talking about actually self-discipline, self-discipline. Self-discipline is like, it's a habit. It's a process of developing a bunch of small habits to create self-discipline. Nobody's born with self-discipline. If you're somebody who's building a team, and in my opinion, obviously, talent and self-discipline are equally important. If somebody's self-disciplined, they're go-getters, they take initiative, they're you know, they're on point with what needs to get done. They're right there. This is done. This is done. This is done. This is done. And they're going after it. They're after it. You don't have to be behind them. Oh, you do this. Oh, did you handle that? Did you take care of this? You know what I'm saying? Those people are really good at self-discipline. Those are the people you want to have on your team. Those are the people who you want to do business with. Those are the people who you're, you're after. Those are people who you want to be around. I heard somebody say this, extremity expands capacity. Extremity expands capacity. I'll tell you what that means. If you're at the gym and you're maxing out, you're going to the extreme, you know, you can't, you did your last set and you want to bang out another set and you're going to the extreme, you're going to the extreme. So that's extremity that expands capacity is the only way toward growth. You know what I'm saying? And then the next time you're in the gym, you try to pass that. And the next time you're in the gym, you pass that, whether it's more sets and reps or more weight, but you'll never get to the next level if you don't go to the extreme. You understand? So people who are self-disciplined, they understand that. We're all human. We're all human. We all want to sit down and watch some Netflix. You know what I'm saying? But if your goal is to be more self-disciplined, discipline is something that for a while, I struggled with and I'm like, you know, I wake up in the morning, this is my plan today, get this done, get this done, get this done. And nine times out of 10, I get everything done. And then there's those days where like, I have a lot of days where I'm proud of myself because days you didn't want, you know, like those people say, yo, I go to the gym and I get my best workouts on those days where I really didn't feel like going to the gym, but I, I forced myself to go to the gym and I'm glad I did because I got a great workout in. You know what I'm saying? I have those days where I'm glad I, you know, even when I didn't feel like it, I still put in the work and still got my my daily to-do list accomplished. And then there's days where my discipline isn't on point and then I feel bad later. It's like, damn, I should have got this done. I should have got that done. You know what I'm saying? So I feel one thing that helps if you write down the parts of your life where you need to work on your discipline or the parts of your business, since we're talking to entrepreneurs here, write down the parts, make a list. It might be a short list, but make a list so you're cognizant of where you're lacking. Make a list of all the places in your life or in your business where you need to be more disciplined. And then, so you understand it even more and make a list and write down what activities are taken away from you being more disciplined. I know with me, for years, most of my adult life, I would turn on the news in the morning, and while I got ready for work, I would have the news on. I stopped doing that. Where's another one? Oh, we've all been on the Instagram rabbit hole, I like to call it, where you go to, oh, you see you got a couple of notifications on your phone from Instagram. You check your notifications, then you start scrolling, then you check this, then you check, and half an hour later, You know, it's just a rabbit hole 
your discipline goes out the window. You didn't just check your notifications. You're sitting there for 30, 40 minutes on Instagram, just aimlessly scrolling <laughs> for no reason. I'm known for that. What's another thing? Oh, here's one I'm famous for. I am a diehard Nick fan. I have not missed a game since the mid 90s. I'm a diehard Nick fan, right? And I watch every game. And then the very next morning, I'll read the news about the game from the night before that I watched, that I already know what happened. My favorite pastime, one of my favorite pastimes, is reading the news about what happened the night before, which makes zero sense, I know. But I'm wasting time not being disciplined where I could be using that time to do more productive stuff. You know what I'm saying? So you got to replace replace those things. Now in the morning, I'm listening to podcasts. I'm listening to, I start my day with a faith-based podcast to feed my faith first thing in the morning. Instead of reading the news, I'll read, I'm reading more books now. You know, so you got to look for those things that's going to replace those things that makes you more disciplined. Like if you're a goal setting person and you need to gain knowledge to go after your goals or to learn a new skill set, or you know what I'm saying? What are those things that you're wasting time doing you know, you're watching Sports Center in the morning for, and you know, they, it's a one hour show, but they replay it. I know a guy that watches like three hours in a row. I'm like, bro, after the first hour, you know everything that happened. <laughs> Why you need to watch it two more times? So we need to replace, get in the habit of replacing those things that where we're wasting time and be disciplined about doing things that are more productive in replace of those things. Like I listen to podcasts, I listen to audiobooks in the car now instead of listening to music. Get up a little earlier, I'm up at 5 a.m. seven days a week. Here's another good tip. Schedule, schedule, schedule. Reminder, the reminder app and scheduling apps. Reminder app is my best friend. I will set reminders. Oh, Siri, don't forget to do, you know, remind me at whatever time to do this. Remind me. At first it was business related stuff and then when I heard somebody else mention it, that they use it for business stuff and personal stuff, then I was like, oh, I never thought of that. And even like to call a family member, right? Hey, I know where I'm working today. I'm going to be here till about four o'clock. So I'll set a reminder on my phone. You know, I'll say, hey, set a reminder for four o'clock. Remind me to call my father. I remember the first time I told my father that I had to set a reminder. Hey, Pop, I miss you. Um, I've been I've been meaning to call you for a couple days now. Just wanted to check up on you. I actually had to set a reminder that I, I told him that. Oh my god, he got he got so pissed. <laughs> and I understand why, but he doesn't understand how busy in my day, and that actually helped me call him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I said, oh man, I've been meaning to call pops for a couple days. Check up on him. Let me set a reminder so I know. As soon as I'm walking out the building, before I'm off to my next thing, I get a reminder. So as soon as I get back in the car to leave. I'll call him before I even turn on the car. You know what I'm saying? And it's an ongoing joke with my daughter, you know, where I'll call her and I'll finish the conversation, then turn on the car and then go. So sometimes the conversation might last a little longer and she'll be like, you're still sitting in the parking lot of where you were today, right? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and a lot of times I'll make calls early in the morning because I know once my day starts, it's one thing after another, after another, after another. And then also in the day and when I remember it's way too late to be calling anybody. I say all that to say this, set reminders to do personal stuff too. That works for me. <laughs> I told somebody once, and this might be a little, little um, personal, but I told somebody once, I can't expect you to love me when you never learned how to love yourself. And I say, I, I mentioned that today because 
a lot of times we have to learn how to keep promises to ourselves and be more disciplined with our goals. You have to learn how to keep promises to yourself before you learn how to keep promises to other people. If you're no good at keeping promises to yourself and you're supposed to love yourself more than you love anybody else, how in the world are you going to keep promises to other people and be more disciplined with doing what you say you're going to do? We all know we making we spent years making those New Year's resolutions that last about three weeks into the new year. We've all made those goals. I'm going to go to the gym, starting the gym, and I'm going to go hard. And, and then, you know, we go for two months and that's, that's the, you know, we made those diet goals or those relationship goals or, you know what I'm saying? So we're not even in the habit of keeping promises to ourselves. So we have to be more disciplined. You know, when you learn how to be a man of your word to yourself first and have that discipline, then you can work on and it's more easier to be a man or woman of your word to somebody else. So the discipline with that is so key because you have to be, you know, self-discipline is just that self-discipline. So you have to work on yourself first before you can be good to anybody else. And, and I always say making big goals or starting, you know, the new big habits, changing the big habits is always a huge mistake <laughs> you know it's always a huge mistake always start with the little things first the little things scheduling you know reminder app stuff um reminders on your phone scheduling stuff i know business people that schedule all their meetings zoom meetings and all business related stuff and then they'll schedule oh monday you know at six o'clock and thursday six five o'clock i'm gonna schedule in time for the family or I got date night with the wife. That's in the schedule on the calendar, on the business calendar. They're scheduling the family time to make sure that's done and they're done with business at a certain time. Then they go do the family stuff and it makes it more important. You know what I'm saying? When you're building good habits, good muscle memory starts with smaller weights. I'll say it again. When you're building good habits, good muscle memory starts with the smaller weights. So muscle memory works the same way the other muscles work. So if you want to build them up, you got to start with nobody goes into the gym and, and grab first day at the gym, they're grabbing the hundred pound dumbbells. You got to work up to that. Get in the habit of starting the day, going through the same routine every day. That works for me. You know, I don't know, this might not work for everybody. I'm going to tell you what works for me. Get in the habit of the same morning routine every day. And I'll explain to you why. Shower every morning and every night shave every day, make your bed every day, feed your faith every morning, iron your outfit every morning. Like those things that you do, don't do them sometimes and then not do them sometimes. Be more disciplined about every morning I do this, every morning I get this done, every morning I do this. You understand what I'm saying? Get in the habit and be more disciplined with all the small things in your life and you'll see how those transfer. Once you get used to those and build the muscle memory in your daily routine, you're gonna see how other things later become more easy and you become more self-disciplined with the medium-sized things and then later on the bigger things. My morning routine, every morning it's the same thing. Up at 5 a.m., go downstairs, get a quick workout in, go back upstairs, start a faith-based podcast, make my bed, iron my outfit, I hit the bathroom, turn on some gospel music, 
hit the toilet, wash my hands. Maybe that's too much information, but I use my mouthwash, brush my teeth, I shave my head and my face, I shower. Grab the towel, dry off, throw some drawers on. Maybe that's too much information. Put on some deodorant, grab a Q-tip, clean my ears, I moisturize, blistex my lips, go back to my bedroom, get dressed, go downstairs, have some breakfast. It's the same exact routine every morning. And it helps with discipline. Please trust me, it helps with discipline. It's the same exact routine every morning. And you want to know something? Whether I'm home or whether I'm at a, I'm at a hotel room, it's the same exact routine some of us some of us and you know if this is you some of us can't even get out of bed at the same time every day you know what i'm saying some of you love that snooze button i've never been a fan of the snooze button <laughs> in fact listen to this as a teenager me you know we were poor we lived in a small we moved around a lot but i can remember during my teenage years we lived on cedric avenue in the bronx in a two-bedroom apartment. My mother and my stepfather slept in one bedroom, and me and my three brothers, I'm the middle of three boys, we slept in the other bedroom. Me and my younger brother had bunk beds, and my older brother had his own bed, right? So the alarm clock, we purposely did not put it near anyone's bed. We put it on the other side of the room where there was no bed, right? And we had the discipline, even at that age, that when the alarm clock rang, me and my older brother would get out of the bed, hit the floor and do push-ups. We had a push-up workout that we did every morning. And then one of us would walk across the room and turn the alarm off. So the entire time we're doing the push-ups, the alarm is ringing, dang, dang, dang. <laughs> and we had to do it fast because it was annoying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So somebody had to, we had to hurry up. Whoever finished doing their push-ups first would jump up and go turn off the alarm as quick as possible. So we had that self-discipline to get up every morning at the same time, get the, the push-up workout in, and then, you know, turn off the alarm. And in fact, throughout middle, all of middle school and all of high school, a good friend of mine that I grew up with, we would meet before school and go running. There was a reservoir two blocks from my house. So we'd meet in the morning. He lived a block over from me. And we'd meet in the morning, you know, break of dawn, sun's just coming up, and we'd go running three, three and a half miles. We'd run down the block, two blocks, and then do a whole lap around the reservoir, and then sprint back the two blocks to the front of my building, and then we'd separate, go home, get dressed for school, and then go to school. So we had that discipline that every morning we'd meet. We wouldn't even say the day before, are we going to meet in the morning? We'd never mention it. We just know at a certain time we agreed that every morning before school we'd meet on this corner every morning and that's what we did throughout middle school throughout high school so it's those routines that i guess helped me early on work on my self-discipline you gotta know that being successful at anything is about creating good habits you gotta start with the smaller ones then move on to the larger ones and that's the purpose of if you didn't know that's the purpose of muscle memory the brain wants to do as much as possible without using too much energy without thinking about it so those things that you create habits on they become muscle memory and the brain doesn't have to work as hard because they become habit you just do it it's like driving you know somebody driving to work every day <laughs> you know you just you, you don't even realize what you're doing. You just, it's just muscle memory. You're so used to doing it every day. You're not thinking about it. You're not thinking about, 
oh, there's a bend here. Let me turn the steering wheel a little this way. You, know, you just drive. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's muscle memory. If something's muscle memory, then the brain doesn't take as much power, enough, as much energy to think about doing something. So the brain wants to do as much stuff as possible with muscle memory. This way it doesn't have to work as hard, you know, and it doesn't tire you out. And when you make things a habit, they just happen naturally after a while. You don't have to think about it. You're not exuding any energy at all to do those things that are habits. You're not thinking about them. They're just part of your daily routine. There's no decisions to be made. It's just something you do every day, every day, every day. And you become less tired because your brain is not functioning at full capacity with you trying to figure something out or making decisions or, you know what I'm saying? It's just, that's your, that's your normal routine. And that's what you do every day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You have more energy to be creative, to run your business, to do the stuff you enjoy. You're on, you want to be on autopilot with the stuff that you do every day with your early morning routine, whether it's prayer or meditation or, you know, an exercise in the morning, making sure you're hydrated first thing in the morning or have a night routine where you do your night routine where before you go to bed, the last hour and a half, this is what I want to do every day, whether it's prayer, exercise, whatever, read a book, um, whatever it is. Just to make sure you're doing that every day so it becomes habit. And then once it becomes habit, it's like less effort. There's people that force themselves to go to the gym and there's people that that's just their lifestyle. You know, there's no thinking about it. If they miss a day at the gym, they feel bad. They feel off center. They, they feel like they did something wrong because that's their lifestyle. They became a habit. You know what I'm saying? In the book of Proverbs 10:17. whoever heeds discipline shows a way of life. But whoever ignores correction leads others astray. So your discipline affects those around you. Now, that's what that's saying. That's what I'm taking at that saying. It affects those around you, not only you. If you're disciplined, those around you will be disciplined. Now, let's take it to another level. If you're looking at growth, if you're looking at being great at what you do, if you're looking at being that guy or that girl in your field, you have to be looking at growth. Listen, I look at Manny D. Rosa from 20, 25 years ago, some of my old habits, some of the stuff I was into, some of the company I kept, some of the places you find me, some of the negative stuff I would do without even thinking twice about it. I don't even recognize that guy. <laughs> that seems like a lifetime ago, seems like another person um, a lot of that stuff, I consciously do not act. You know, I don't, you know, I, and I'm, I'm not perfect. We all got a little dirt on our boots. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of people get stuck in that. So I don't even recognize that person anymore. It would have been so much easier to just be a product of my environment, to be a sheep, just following those around me. That would have taken no effort at all. <laughs> Zero. But I always wanted more. I always insisted on learning. I always insisted on growth. I always insisted on forward movement. I always insisted on discipline. I knew I had to be the one to break the cycle if I wanted more for my children. Here's four things you have to, have to understand if you striving for better self-discipline. Number one, genius is 99% perspiration. Please understand that. Those who you look at in your in, in any field and be like, that's a genius right there. That's the guy who's, you know, wow, like he just blows everybody away with how he does what he does. That took next level hard work 
to get that excellence in your field, to get to that level in your field. It just took nothing but hard work. That just means that person put in more work, more practice, developed more habits, was more strict about their behaviors to get to that level of what they do. Genius is 99% perspiration. Next level hard work. Are you willing to put in that next level hard work? So I always feel like nobody will outwork me. Nobody. I always feel like nobody will outwork me. I rarely take vacations. I, re I probably give myself, if I had a guess, five days off a year. My business is every day there's something to do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So even if I have like a family thing and a lot of family things I don't attend, on the rare occasion where I do attend a family thing, then I'm busting my butt all day to get a bunch of stuff done before I lock it, you know, shut it down and go head out to this family thing. So even on days where there's a, a family thing, and it could be like a big thing, like a wedding or something big, you know, and I'm, I got to get this working before I'm showering and shaving and throwing the suit on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So are you willing to put in that next level hard work? I always feel nobody's going to outwork me. And I don't care if you have more contacts, you know more people than me, you have a bigger social media follower than me, you could be more talented than me, you will never outwork me. That's gotta be the mindset if you wanna have self-discipline. So what it is, is you gotta get really good at practicing what you do. So when that opportunity knocks, you excel because it's habit already. It's already a habit, you already practice day in and day out and got really good genius level at what you do you stay practice you know when they you see here basketball players yo we practice game speed we don't just run through the motions because this is just practice no we're gonna d you up we're gonna block some shots you know we're gonna, we're gonna play like it's game speed you know are you practicing it you have to practice what you do at that level so when it really counts you already used to its habit you performing at that level. Get really good at practicing what you do. So when opportunity knocks, you already used to excelling, you already used to performing at that level. So you have no choice but to take advantage of the opportunity. You're prepared for it. It's not like, oh, this is a big day because I got to do extremely well today. No, you're already operating at extremely well, normally. You know what I'm saying? It's habit already. Don't wait for that big meeting. Don't wait for that big game. Don't wait for that big deal. Don't wait for that big opportunity. Operate at that level first. Operate at that level normally, you know? The better your habits are, the better you'll be in those pressure, those high pressure situations. Every player in the NBA was good enough to make it to the NBA. But what separates the superstars in the league from the rest of the players. It's the discipline to nonstop practice and the constant development of good habits. They excel, they're willing to go the extra mile, they're willing to put in more hours of practice. You know what I'm saying? They're willing to spend more money on their bodies, they're willing to bring in extra personal trainers, a masseuse, uh, you know, a, a nutritionist, uh, you know what I'm saying? A personal chef to make sure they're operating at, at that optimal level. That's number one. Number two, keep your cool. Stay cool hand Luke, always. What does that mean? You're never too high, you're never too low. Those with high levels of self-discipline 
have high levels of emotional control. The greats in any sport are the ones who keep their cool in high pressure situations. They maintain this normal level where everybody, the fans are tense, everybody's tense, the coach is tense, everybody's tense. The superstar is like, I got this, no problem. Like then it's, it's just another, I, I take this shot a thousand times, I'm gonna just go get to my spot, boom, and knock it down. When the big game is on the line and the clock is winding down, they never, ever panic. <laughs> Stay cool, never go too high, never go too low. They just get to this, they just get to this spot, the same move that they've practiced a thousand times. They trust their work, they trust their practice, and they knock down the shot. <laughs> like they've done a thousand times before. They trust that hey, I, I track I practice this one shot a million times. I know they're gonna push me this way. I'm gonna do this move, that move, get to my spot, lift up and, and knock it down no problem i've done it a million times so i'm gonna just do it one more time what you want to do is let the others in business let the others be nervous you know that scene when the disciples are nervous repairing the boat as they're heading into the storm and they're all you know going crazy in the boat you know the storm is coming up and only to look over and see jesus christ calmly walking across the water like it's nothing be that calm and confident in your skills and your abilities because you already put the work in. Let those other people going after that same piece of business that you're going after, um, let them be nervous because they're competing against you because they know that you operate on this level all the time. Let them worry that they have to bring their A game because they want what you want. So that's another thing. Um, number three, have a sense of legacy. This is so important to me. Have a sense of legacy. I know with my, I have three kids, they're all grown now, but I know since they were as little as I can remember, I always threw our last name in their face. Uh-uh, you're a Rosa, we don't do that here. You're a Rosa, we got this. Uh-uh, we don't do that, we Rosas. You know, every little thing I was throwing our last name in their face and showing the expectations of what Rosa means and building this whole image of what that last, if you carry this last name, nah, -uh, we don't do that here. Or, or if they need some encouragement, you got this, you're a Rosa. Get out of here. <laughs> what? Nah, -uh, you're a Rosa. I gotta, let me, I gotta remind you where you come from. Nah, -uh, you're a Rosa. And building that sense of, nah, this is how we operate. You know, that sense of, you know, always telling, you could do anything you want to do. You're a Rosa. Uh-uh. We don't get nervous around the, in these situations. We go knock it down. We go do what we got to do. We don't play that over here. And that sense of, that sense of legacy. Now, realistically, Rosa before me stood for poverty, stood for drug addiction, stood for um, domestic abuse, stood for alcoholism, stood for unstable homes, stood for, <laughs> you know? But if I knew if I wanted to be the one to break the cycle, when I raised my kids, Rosa had to mean something else. And I had to embed that in them early and frequently, <laughs> you know? So with what you do, you have to create a sense, you have to have a sense of legacy in what you do. 
know that what you do in your short lifetime, and when I say short, I mean in the grand scheme of things, in, in our this little blip that we live, that we're in existence on this earth, you want, I don't know about you, but I want what I did while I was here to last longer than, than when I was here. I want to build some kind of legacy. I bust my butt every day because my biggest goal in life is to build something to leave to my children. I want that to be my legacy. Oh, look what Pop left for us. Poppy left us this, that, and this. You know, if I'm gone, once I'm gone, I want them to know, <laughs> and they'll probably tell you this now while I'm here. They know, oh, Poppy busted his butt and he left us this. We got to build this up. You know, his goal was for us to take the baton and, and build it up and pass it to the next generation even bigger. <laughs> they know this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Even with me being a producer, I bought my first drum machine back in 1988. And since the early days, I've always said, I don't want to be a good producer. I want to be a great producer. I've always said that. That's just something I've always said. And I've always put the time in to get better at every aspect of producing. I take great pride in my drums. I take great pride in my analog textures. I take great pride in my intros and my bridges. I take great pride in my arrangements. You know what I'm saying? Like this, all these different aspects of being a producer. I, you know, I, I really, really had the urge to always be better this year than I was the year before. Always, since the beginning. <laughs> you know, I had that sense of everything in my life just has to be moving forward and I have to keep getting better. And I'm a lifelong student, so I have to keep learning. And you know, so you have to have a sense of legacy about you. You always have to always operate this this is so important i still remember the person who told me this we always have to operate on a high level with every piece of content every project every meeting every me every song that i produce every video i shoot every book that i write every episode of this podcast i record always 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 want to strive for excellence every single time because you never know which one is going to be that one that's going to change your life if you're a content creator, bang, I tell content creators all the time, just bang out as much content as you can because you don't know. There's no way for you to know which one is going to go viral. I tell artists all the time, just be consistent and dropping music, drop music, drop music. Drop. You have no clue in music. It's crazy because you could put together a project and you know in the studio, this one right here is going to be the banger on this project. And it's, it's never that the one that you thought it was going to be. It's always another one that the people gravitate to. But the key is to just be consistent is the point I'm trying to make. Just be consistent. And every time you go out, every time you do something, every time you drop something, every time you in a meeting, every time you're doing a deal, operate at a certain level all the time because you never know which one it's going to be. And you could get your opportunity and operate at a mediocre level during that meeting or not cross all your all your T's and dot all your I's in this deal and it ends up being not as good a deal as you thought it was going to be because you kind of missed a couple things and maybe you went out to drink the night before the meeting and you know what I'm saying? So you always have to make sure you're operating on, on that level all the time because you never know what's going to be that one that's going to change things for you, what's going to change the trajectory of your business. So always make sure you're on point. It's the habits, it's the staying ready. And number four, number four is important, I think. And this, I, I can attest to this, never be satisfied. 
The great ones work harder after a win. I see it so much, especially in business. People will strive to hit a certain goal. I can't, I'm, the goal is to make six figures. And then once they make those six figures, they stop doing what they did to get those six figures and then wonder why the money takes a dip. But it's those who work, oh, I got this, so what's the next goal? Now I'm after a milli. Now I'm after a billy. Just keep striving, never be satisfied. Always look for the next bigger goal and the next bigger goal and the next bigger goal. I'm sure you can think of a name right now. You ever see that guy that works hard to get a girl and then he lands the girl, marries the girl, and then in the relationship, he lets a little off, he lets you know the, the foot off the gas pedal a little, he lays laid back a little bit, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he's not working as hard. As once you get the girl, you gotta work just as hard or even harder to keep the girl. <laughs> you know, same thing in business. If you're doing stuff to be successful and you get to these milestones, work even harder to get to the next milestone. Are you hungry? How hungry are you? Are you hungry? Do you have another level of hungry? How about that? Ooh. You know what? I, this went longer than I expected, but I enjoyed this one. I think I'll leave it right there. As always, in parting, dare to be great people. Peace.